Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kingdom Outpost 611, part of the Kingdom Outpost podcast. We are back after an extended delay, which almost, I mean, we've got tales of death, destruction, <laughs> uh, jumping feet first into endeavors oh that my. take up all of our time, uh, but we're back, and so hopefully... You guys are glad that we're back, and again, we're going to promise to try to do better. Uh, and haven't we tried? Oh, we've tried. We have, for a good solid few weeks, uh-huh. tried to find just a free eve. I mean, it's it's ten thirty. It's ten thirty at evening. night. A free hour. That <laughs> yeah. So a free moment at the and end of a day. Let me just point out. When did you start this day, and have you stopped at all? I started this day at five thirty, <laughs> and I have not stopped. It's been pretty since full. No, you did. You did. You face planted on the the bed for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, literally face planted <laughs> on the bed. No pillow, and of course, couldn't keep kids up. <laughs> couldn't keep kids. Yeah. yeah, it was face first into the mattress. <laughs> Just however long I can get. 2.30. Yeah, I knew at the most it was going to be 25 minutes because that's when I had to tell the kids it was time for a music class. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. But that's it. It's like he shut off for a second and then off he went. I do think I lost consciousness though. So that had to be, had to be something. That's why you're still going right now. All right. So we wanted to catch you guys up on some stuff. I was thinking back. The last podcast episode we recorded was the night before something happened. Was it really? It was literally the night before. Huh. Yes. Wow. Right? I don't remember when we... It's funny because I've been wanting to talk about the podcast so much mm -hmm. that I imagine that we've done like four other podcasts. And I even... I think in that podcast we were like so excited because we were getting one recorded and we were like, we might come back and record another one tomorrow night. Well, that did not happen. Oh, not happen. So that was on a was that on a Thursday night then? Well, I think it was actually on Friday night. Friday night. Yes. Ooh. I think so. All right. So what happened <laughs> is I got hit in the face with the COVIDs really hard on Saturday morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> that and Saturday morning. That last podcast episode. And man, I was it was was actually Friday night like in mm-hmm. the night that I started having fevers and chills. Yeah, and you and, didn't feel good that day. We thought he had gotten dehydrated Yeah. The, yeah, so I had gone to the abortion mill and had preached from like, you know, 8:30 to 12:30 and uh, it was like 95 degrees and it was hot. I remember, I remember telling Brian mm-hmm. at the mill, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Like I need some water. Mm-hmm. Like I was, and let me that, point I out, was just hot, mm-hmm. sweaty. At this point, there was not much COVID going around. Like I, it was not even on my radar when you, no. even when you said you were not feeling well that day. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. I mean, I think now, if you all of a sudden got sick, we would... Yeah, well, it was... There was so... You know, the Delta variant hadn't really exploded. No, so that even, that's what I mean. Even our, our, our pharmacist friend was like, I really think you're, mm-hmm. you're dealing with heat exhaustion and mm-hmm. uh, uh, just like dehydration. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of... 
they thought that I had just basically cooked my brain. Yeah. Which, I mean, it didn't do you any favors. Yeah. And so... You, you and were so there then, with the, no water. Yeah. So then I was... Basically, my I did get dehydrated and I did get overheated. I was dealing with uh, heat exhaustion. And so uh, I just... Like that is is really what set my COVID, mm-hmm. uh, where it really made it my body not a, able to handle COVID. Yeah, like it could have. But, but this, it's really funny. The sovereignty of the Lord. I had just started taking again my vitamins, mm-hmm. like a week beforehand. Mm-hmm. I had really started because like, I'd kind of tapered off. Yeah, and I really started to hit them again mm-hmm. at that, you know, prophylactic level mm-hmm. and. uh yeah, that's so, crazy. Anyway, it, it had is. been months yes. since you had done yeah, that. Yeah, because, I mean, nothing was really going on. Right. There wasn't really, really a lot of COVID anywhere. Yeah. So, so, Saturday morning, he woke up. Well, actually, he woke me up and said, I'm going to get a COVID test. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Good morning. Oh. I found out that is the one way to wake her up quickly. <laughs> like, okay. I've been, I've been trying to figure this thing out for almost 20 years, like how to wake her up quickly. And now I know. Mention that you're going to go get a COVID yeah. test. And then that was the beginning of kind of a whole week that I didn't really see you much. No, no. I saw you, but you were like a, a specter. A pillow-backed specter. Going through windows and laying in the driveway. and I did. So I couldn't go through the house, <laughs> but I wanted to interact in various and you wanted ways. some... Sun. Yes, and I needed and vitamin air, D air. and air, and so I would crawl out our bedroom window. <laughs> Do you uh, even remember, really? Yeah, remember? I remember. I remember going through the on the porch. I had a lawn chair in our driveway. Yeah, that I would sit in by myself. Yeah, and I would just sit there. I look like I look like a horrible. crazy old man. <laughs> like I would really all sick. by myself in a gravel driveway. <laughs> Like, this would be in the morning. Like, no one would be awake. Yeah. And so I'd just be out there. And you there, faced the road. Facing the road. And people would just drive by. <laughs> and I wonder now, like, what they thought. Because I would you, have... You weren't reading. like No. I couldn't read. I couldn't think. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to get <laughs> some respite. Because it was... I couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep for more than an hour at a time yeah. for seven days. Yeah. It was horrible. And so occasionally he would go lay in the car he'd pull the seat down i did i'd lay take a nap mm-hmm. in the car because i could get but some comfort i food. think you should kick off by just tell talk about the symptoms you had the reason we're <laughs> recording this is hopefully to help anyone who's still dealing with covid which we're timing it really well i think the delta variant is petering out now but well here but yeah you know. maybe not in many of our, our other many listening areas yeah um so for me, it started out like allergies. Mm-hmm. That's how it started out. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had no idea. Because again, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't have a cough per mm-hmm. se. I didn't have, I, it wasn't any of that. Just yeah. all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, I got fevered, mm-hmm. chilled. I couldn't, I was hot, I was cold. Mm-hmm. It was hot, I was cold. I couldn't that sleep. That day before you got tested, when we thought you were dehydrated, you were achy. You're like, my joints kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah. It, it, so that was the weirdest symptom mm-hmm is all of my joints felt painful. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even do a push-up. Remember, I couldn't even do a push-up. Mm. It hurt my body to put weight on my hands. Mm-hmm. It was my hands were the most achy mm. part. This is so really weird. weird. So it wasn't like a full body ache. Yeah. It was 
uh, like a weird sort of body pain, mm-hmm. joint pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, hmm. yeah, and then the fever hit. Yeah. And that's really, that, I mean, it, there wasn't any question about what symptoms, it, like, and then it was like, oh, because mm-hmm. we, we went, I got the test, and then and a couple hours later, they called me back and said, yeah, you tested positive. Yeah, and we and we were kind of blindsided by that. I just remember going, what? Because, Seriously? Because they thought it, you know, because it was also a lot of the symptoms of dehydration. Yeah. And and it just wasn't on my radar anymore. Uh-uh. We hadn't been around anybody. No. No. Uh, little... Little side note thing you can know. I actually got COVID from someone who was vaccinated. So thanks, vaccinated people. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but I did. So it was someone who was vaccinated who, I guess, just assumed they probably couldn't give it. Uh, but, yeah, just all of a sudden the fever started. And- yeah, and so we tried, of course, to keep him separate from the family, even though we had been together and, yeah. um, you know. I mean, we the life that we live. Right. You try, but Mm -hmm. so we did our best. But then on, I think Sunday, um, our first child started the fourteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. He and I got to be in here. Yeah. So then we moved him. Well, we at first we weren't sure because we Mm -hmm. we thought he was probably having COVID, Mm -hmm. but but then we didn't want to put him in here where you were really sick. Yeah, it was it was funny because he wasn't he wasn't having a. Was he having a fever? Yeah, I think a low-grade fever. Mm-hmm. And so what we finally did, we didn't know where to put him. So we finally put, pulled his mattress downstairs. Yeah. He and I did. And we put it in our master closet. Mm-hmm. And he made, did. He stayed in our closet for what? <laughs> one night. One night. And the whole... So it was really weird because when you put that mattress in the closet, you can't open the no, door. No, it was basically a... Just yeah, he was like stuck in there, and I could get my head in and look and be like, "You doing okay?" Oh, and then it would. He said yeah. he almost went crazy. I can imagine. And he he was sick, like he had mm-hmm. stomach issues. So mm-hmm. yeah, but the next day I think we were like, "Okay, you definitely yeah, you got it. Have COVID." So he came in here. So then I only had five children to care for mm-hmm. without you. You're welcome. <laughs> but they were they were great, and we moved. We moved the baby's bed out of this room and into the school room. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a big. It was like a big I rearranging didn't, I didn't of the really dollhouse. Do much of any of this. <laughs> yeah, and then I slept on the couch, um, which she's still doing. But no, that's not true. <laughs> we did keep the baby in the school room. That's his, yeah. The baby's still in the school. He's room. still that's there. The, that's the great plan. Yeah. Anyhow, um, and then from that point on, it was pretty dropping like flies one right after another yeah and it was horrible flies because the kids the kids when they got it they were sick for like what two days yeah yeah so they're like sick done low grade fever and then they're like can we go play now and i'm still like (laughs) you weren't chris was he was really sick like i don't think i i saw his eyes Mm-hmm. For a week, I was so hot, mm-hmm. so I was just like with Tylenol, I could get my temperature down to like a hundred and one. Yeah, uh, but when I didn't take like when I it, I got up to one hundred and four point five, I was up into one hundred and four a couple of times. Mm-hmm. If if I didn't take the Tylenol and the the yeah. ibuprofen, and so yeah. Anyway, I was going back and forth between those, 
And that was for seven days. Like, mm-hmm. it started out I tried to use cold wash rags. Mm-hmm. And I was so hot that the wash rag water would get warm mm-hmm. really quickly. Yeah. And uh, the only thing worse than having a fever is having a hot, wet rag on right. your face. While you're trying to sleep. So, here's the thing that I did. Yeah, write this down. Absolute life-saving I brought in an ice chest and I filled it with quart-sized baggies of ice. Mm-hmm. Had it right next to the bed. Because when, even when I started to put bags of ice under my neck and on my head, they would melt so quickly. Uh, and and then I'd just be, I'd be going, Can I have more ice? Or I'd, <laughs> what would happen is I'd sneak out of the room and yeah. get a bag. Because I didn't wake, wake everybody else. Yeah. It was the middle of the night. So I got this ice chest, filled it with with quart-sized bags of ice, and I put one on the back of my neck and one on my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I that's how I slept. That's how I rested. Ice on my neck, ice on my eyeballs. Yeah. Because my eyeballs felt like they were going to melt out of my head. Mm-hmm. It was the weirdest. It, it, it. So I was like, it's just pain in my eyes, but not like with a head cold where there's a bunch of pressure, mm-hmm. you know, kind of behind yeah, you. Yeah, not like a sinus. Yeah, it like. just felt, it, there was absolutely no sinus issues. Yeah. It just felt like my eyes were achy. Ugh. Like they just, if, horrible. if they had just melted, I would have gone, that makes sense. <laughs> I could have seen that happen. If your eyes would have melted, I would have freaked out. Yeah, if you'd have come, come <laughs> and be like, Leslie, I'm having trouble with my eyes. And just like. Like this runny, egg yolky sort of thing going on. That'd have done me in right there. That's like, <laughs> like a scene from a horror movie. Like a bee horror movie, you know? Uh, like yeah. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. My eyes would... Ugh. So, anyway, that's that glad, was the major... Glad your eyes didn't melt. Yeah, so ice bags full of ice <laughs> helps with that. Yeah. So pretty much that whole first week was... You you were like that the whole week, mm-hmm. and then varying degrees of. But Gideon and I had a kids. great time. Yeah, Gideon was in here. We watched movies. Mm-hmm. I did not watch very much of the movies. Yeah, <laughs> so I would you... close my eyes because keeping my eyes open hurts. Yeah. So I would close it, my eyes. And... It was hard because you guys needed to be nourished. You needed, especially, but we didn't to stay eat. hydrated. We didn't eat, so yeah. I was drinking a lot. I was trying to drink a lot of water. Yeah. And I would bring food but I lost, to the door. I lost 14 pounds. <laughs> 14 pounds in... It was less than two weeks. Oh, it was like a weighed. week and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Only a man could do that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, actually, I think Chrissy did too. <laughs> yeah, a man and a breastfeeding woman. would be the only people who could lose that much weight. I think she lost more weight than any yeah, she lost 15. 15. Yeah, Anyhow, um, as far as the kids go, it was nothing. Yeah. So I know I just want to throw that out there. I'm sure there are rare, super duper duper rare things. Mm -hmm. But this for our children was not unlike any sickness we have. No. Several times a year. It was one of the least sicknesses Mm -hmm. that we have. Because... We're used to stomach bugs and yeah. fever, and there was no throwing up. There was no, no Gideon, Gideon threw up. Gideon threw up one time, and Rebecca was. I was holding Rebecca's hair. Yeah, she's over the toilet. I'm holding her hair, and then I stick half a Zofran in her mouth, and she like instantly, and immediately, it was like, okay, and it 
Yeah. It, it got her and she's our, if she didn't throw up, because she's our fragile belly. <laughs> yeah. She's our tender belly girl. Yeah. She's going to throw up. But like low grade fevers. Yeah. Not even, I mean, it, it was. I always wonder what mine would have been if I hadn't gone into it dehydrated. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, it's, and everyone that, like, yeah, that would make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, getting sick mm-hmm. normal or getting sick while dehydrated and, and having heat exhaustion. Like heat exhaustion. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that was, yeah. uh, that was, but uh, seven days into it, mm-hmm. uh, actually, so Saturday, so I guess if you count Friday as one of the symptomatic days. Mm-hmm. Um that next Friday night, mm-hmm. my oxygen levels were lower. Yeah, and they'd kind of, we'd been keeping an eye on mm-hmm. it. Um, and just again, God was so, God was so good. The timing of everything, right when I Because we don't have a pulse oximeter normally. Right when I was starting to get nervous, ours, I had ordered one the day before. And mm-hmm. I was sitting on the porch thinking, I am really worried about him. And I, I don't know what to do. And here comes the Amazon truck with the pulse ox. Mm-hmm. So I got to come in and start keeping track mm-hmm. of that. And it, it wasn't... And thank the Lord for two-day Amazon shipping. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, because normally... And the reason... No one had told me to get one of those. Um, I had shown my sister-in-law on Marco Polo all the vitamins and stuff you were taking and all the things we were doing. And she jokingly sent me this list from the Today Show that said... It was the, like 10 things you need to battle COVID at home. And she was like, none of your stuff was on, like, they need to contact yeah. you because yeah. you got the goods. And I Vitamin went, C, vitamin yeah. D3, zinc, <laughs> yeah. uh, quercetin, NAC, melatonin, melatonin. Uh, and elderberry. Elderberry. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love that. There's some really good elderberry yeah. chews out there, by the way. If you're looking for a good little... There's some good elderberry <laughs> juice. Like, I was like, I don't know if I've had my elderberry yet. <laughs> That's how the kids were yeah. <laughs> So this list, and actually we had everything on the list except, and they were real obvious things like uh, a thermometer, mm-hmm. uh, disinfecting wipes. Like, okay, thank you so much. But then there was the pulse oximeter. Um, and I was like, ooh, what's that? And it said, you know, it's it'll read your blood oxygen mm-hmm. levels yeah. and it, it's good for peace of Your mind O2 saturation and it was like peace of mind i like peace of mm. mind so i ordered one immediately and i uh, told my sister-in-law hey that list was actually pretty helpful so i'm i'm not kidding i'm praying on the porch and here here it comes and then we we were able to see that you're you were different than the rest of the family. Like we were all like 99. 97, 90, yeah, not even ninety seven. It was 99. like ninety eight, ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, and I was like ninety four. Yeah, and I was like oh, right. I see. But I never. So they were like, look for tightness in the chest. Right. Look at this feeling like you can't get. I never felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I never. And that's felt, what we kept saying. Like, mm-hmm. we, uh, you feel okay? Can you breathe? Yeah. And you're like, never yeah. had an issue. Went, so it no dropped coughing. down to about no coughing, dropped down to about 91, the mm-hmm. oxygen levels. And it was getting late at night. And I know that your oxygen level can drop at night depending on how you sleep, all mm-hmm. this. Uh, and so I thought, well, mm. I'll just. No, you, you didn't. Well, it was, you tell me to go all the time. You're like, you should go to the hospital no. all the time. So I don't consider anything you say about that. Okay. Like it's, you're like always. I just don't even think you remember that night. 
do you? No. No, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't remember any of that week. No, so you I, had to, I had to really him. twist his arm to go. Because it was late. It he was, was like, And it was hard. It was he like was, 11 o'clock, and I didn't feel good, and, and you, I was going to have to drive myself to the hospital. You had just Because I wanted to, you to take me, and you said, I'm not driving you to that stupid oh, hospital. Oh. Look, hey, this is, I remember these This things. is revisionist history at its finest. Oh, no, it's, no. this He's is not kidding. revisionist history at its finest. <laughs> Every other history class that you've ever been a part of in the modern public school system yes. is revisionist history at its finest. <laughs> So here, let me tell you what happened. Definitely a pet peeve. He um, he was really settled in for the night. He was tucked in for bed, <laughs> and it was ninety-one. I just remember like how unsettled settled was. So it's like settled in right. for bed is really just me going. All right, here we go, another night of battling. Right here we are. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was low enough. Like my, I'd been told ninety-two and below is what you want to watch out for. So it was at 91, and we were starting a night, and I was like, I, I don't want you, I don't want you to start the night off like this. You actually said, mm-hmm. I don't want you to die in our bed. <laughs> I just got new, I just got a new quilt. Just like, I just got no sheets. <laughs> I don't want you to die, I don't want these our death sheets. Could you clear out of here, please? Yeah. So what we had to do, we didn't know what to do, actually, because we were here, Without, you know, when you have COVID, it is almost like you're in a leper colony and you're, you can't go out and people can't come in and it's really creepy. I just. How sweet was Beg's General Store? Oh gosh. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm. So we didn't want to call anyone to come watch our kids. And I thought about having my mom come like park in our driveway and just keep an eye on the house. Well, our kids slept, but so what we did is I drove Chris down the hill. Do you even remember this? Yeah, to the to the ambulance. Yeah, to the ambulance station to see if they were there. <laughs> they weren't remember? there. They were on a call. My he, friend. He I have shuffles. a friend. I have a friend who <laughs> who is a paramedic, and I was hoping he would, but he wasn't on. He wasn't even on duty that night. He was going to be on duty the next couple of nights. Yeah, we like, just wanted. I can give you. I can do anything for you. And these next couple days, but yeah. he wasn't there that night. And he's the one who said, you should go on. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, we were like, okay, this is a good decision. And the only w- thing we could work out was for Chris to drive himself. Um, so I stayed home with the kids, and he it was kind of a, it was kind of hard, wasn't it? That moment. Oh, yeah, it was really weird because you hear all these stories. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, my big thing about COVID is that they completely dehumanized everybody. Mm-hmm. So you get COVID and, and you don't get to see anybody, mm-hmm. you know, till you die. Even mm-hmm. after you, I mean, yeah. they might let people come in after you've lost consciousness and yeah. you're just on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, what do you know? People don't survive very well when they don't see their loved ones mm-hmm. and you, you treat them just like robots. Uh it's like we all we all talk about you, when you're in the hospital, you just seem to get sicker, and then we're like, let's just lock these people in the hospital with no mm-hmm. faces that they recognize and no faces, and because everyone's got masks right. on, like and you know, no one advocating for them, and no, yeah, no one advocating, which we'll talk about in just a second. But uh, so yeah, I had to tell everybody by mm-hmm. recognizing there was a chance mm-hmm. 
that I might never see them again. Like yeah. if if my oxygen levels just like and you have no we have plummeted. no control over yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, like yeah. that's the story is you're this way and then it it drops, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all of a sudden there you so are. So it was that was not my favorite night. <laughs> of course you didn't tell the kids any of this. You were just like, mm-hmm. bye, bye guys. guys. But I did see a lot of you would hug each one mm-hmm. and <laughs> I gave them all secret missions. You did. In case I perish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then I drove I just drove to the hospital. Yeah. And uh got there. Uh our great pharmacist friend, mm. an old former missionary, mm-hmm. heard that I was going. Is this like midnight? Yeah, yeah. And he heard that I was headed to the hospital, so he's like, "I want to go and sit mm-hmm. in the parking lot." Yeah. And by the time I got there, I wasn't there very long. I'd gone in and gotten a like a Ruby Tuesdays buzzer thing that they hand you uh, to go sit back in your car, and it'll buzz when it's your turn. And mm. uh, he he came, pulled into the parking lot. We chit chatted for a mm. little bit. And, Anyway, he was so concerned. He was because he loves his pastor. Yeah. And so went inside. Um, they gave me a chest x ray. Mm-hmm. Went inside. My oxygen level was at 92, mm. I think, when I was inside. Uh, all my vitals were really good. Mm-hmm. They said, All your vitals look good. Blood pressure looks good. All this. Let's get you a chest x ray. Uh, waited forever to get a chest x ray. Finally went down and got one and, and came back and waited on the doctor. And the doctor comes in. I remember him saying, well, I saw what I didn't want to see. Oh, and I was gosh. like, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, and he said, you have COVID pneumonia and it's in both of your lungs. Mm. He said, uh, let me show you your lungs here. Here's what they look like. See this stuff. And it was... It was. It looked like, it looked like the picture had fuzziness on it. Like mm-hmm. it was just all warm. He's like, this is supposed to be pitch black. And mm-hmm. looked at a like a normal chest X-ray, and it's just where your lungs is just black space mm-hmm. in there. And mine looked like I'd swallowed, like I'd breathed in lungfuls of cotton. Mm-hmm. It just looked like cotton balls, all in there. And he said, the next two or three days. You are going to be critical. Critical. You're either going to get better or you're going to get worse. Yeah. And I was like, that's basically true of everything. <laughs> uh, so, and then they're like, gave, gave me a steroid and see you later, buddy. A uh, steroid. A right. steroid. They gave me a liquid steroid that I drank. One and, steroid, right? One, one dose. Yeah. Uh, and then. And said, come back. Come back if your oxygen levels get below 88. Yes. They said, we would admit you, which is going to be interesting we would admit you, but we don't have any rooms right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, any COVID rooms, they said. We don't have any COVID rooms. Our COVID rooms are full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm just going to wait till you get 88. Come back. We'll give you some oxygen if you're at 88. Wow. But thank the Lord they didn't admit me, which coming to find out, that's a whole nother. There's just yeah. an article that came out yesterday about who they're admitting mm. and why that's skewing the number of hospital you know because hospitalizations is kind of what we mm-hmm. it was a story in the atlantic so it wasn't like you know the daily wire or mm-hmm. wasn't something tucker right. carlson or anything like that it was on the atlantic uh and they did a, a check of hospitalizations. 48 percent of people hospitalized now in this delta variant so so uh, last year it was 38 percent of people hospitalized had mild or were asymptomatic now 
48% of the people hospitalized have mild or asymptomatic COVID. And so they were saying, look, if we're all going, mm-hmm. look at the hospitalizations, why are we hospitalizing people who are mild mm-hmm. or asymptomatic? Mm-hmm. And then talking about hospitalizations, when these people weren't hospitalized last year, how high would our hospitalizations have been if we hospitalized, you know, mm-hmm. that many more people? You right. know, almost half of the people hospitalized now have what's considered mild or asymptomatic, asymptomatic. COVID. Asymptomatic. Yeah. And that's just according to that. To that, to that study in the Atlantic. Understand. You can check it out at the Atlantic. Uh, but mm. anyway, that that's neither here nor yeah. there. But they would have, and I had, I mean, I had mild symptoms, I would you say. You still had a fever. I still had a fever. But other than that, you weren't, you had no tightness No coughing, no, no, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I had double pneumonia. <laughs> Both your lungs. Here's the picture. Here it is. And, and people who I saw could it were like, fine. Ooh. My, like, we, so we have a really good friend who also works uh, as a, uh, I guess, like a radiologist yeah. and does that. And he, he was like, brother, <laughs> I just saw your chest x ray. That looks bad. <laughs> I was like, yep, yep, that's yeah. me, all right. Old double coat. This is, yeah. and I told Brian, this is going to surpass my, I had West Nile. Because I also had West Nile. You've had a lot of things, Did you guys know babe. That? I also have West Nile. I live a very dirty life. You do. Yeah. My goodness. All things to all people. You had shingles, like. I had shingles. That's face. right. Face shingles. <laughs> yeah, that was I the worst. I wanted to leave you here alone for two weeks. Oh, golly. <laughs> I've been quarantined Why a am lot. I always quarantined with all the kids i think it's from my africa trips <laughs> i think it just i just my immune system just shot but anyway so but uh, so after that yeah i came home i had been taking ivermectin for a couple days mm-hmm. uh probably about four days mm-hmm. but my dosage was wrong mm-hmm I was taking 0.2 cc's when I should have been taking 2 cc's. So, yeah. got that figured out. Yeah. Came back, uh-huh. started taking ivermectin 2 cc's. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's I'm not saying that's what made me better. Mhm. But I am saying that's just what happened. Yes. From when I started taking that, when I got back on Saturday, that was the big Tell let's tell everything you did that day. You remember that I don't remember. Okay, I will. So, we had friends. Okay, and this is very important. It is important to have friends because with... Because I want to say again. Oh, yes. Okay, 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 yeah. So, the hospital, hospital okay. gave you one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me say, I want it because this is funny. Because <laughs> the hospital gave me a steroid. I go out and I talk to our friend, the pharmacist, and mm-hmm. I say, you know, he said, what did they give you? I said, they gave me a steroid, this steroid. He said, uh, your prescription? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, they just gave me that one dose. Did they give you any antibiotics or anything else? No. Did they give you a Z pack or you know, no? Did they give you a handout? Did you? Did, yeah. Any? Did they give you an information? Any instructions. This is what you like. We said you're going to get better or worse. This is what worse looks like. Mm-hmm. These are the things you need to do to make sure it doesn't get worse. Mm-hmm. These are nothing. Nothing. They gave me absolutely Except the nothing. The next two days are critical. Two days are critical. <laughs> Don't let your oxygen get below 88%. Don't you got double afraid. pneumonia. Uh, see you later. <laughs> so he said, go back in there and ask for a prescription. Mm-hmm. He was kind of peeved. Yeah. That, uh, mm. And so I went back in. 
and asked, and they refused. Really? You didn't know they refused? No. What what prescription? For a steroid. A steroid prescription. Like, why? I don't know. I don't know. This is... This has been the thing. I don't want to skip ahead to my big takeaway, but this is one of the reasons I wanted to record this episode, is there are so many people that have had the same experience that you do not know. Like, you, if you don't have I do have, have friends, to say, the, the what do I do, mm-hmm. I've heard in several situations, is not well explained mm-hmm. by the hospitals. Yeah. Like, how do I make sure that I'm not don't need and, to be admitted? And where people are getting good help is usually mm-hmm. from friends or people mm-hmm. who've had it. Yep. Who say? And I don't understand. That. And so, and so, <laughs> my friends got involved. Yes. Uh, they were not satisfied with my care. No, I got and a phone so, call the next day. And so, yeah, from <laughs> got, a friend. So, uh, <laughs> next thing I knew, I had a nebulizer, taking albuterol, another, uh, and also taking a hypertonic solution, saline solution. Um, Z-pack. Z-pack. I had antibiotics. antibiotics, Steroid. Steroid. Ivermectin. Ivermectin. All of that that I was taking along with my vitamins Mm -hmm. that I was taking really high doses of. Mm -hmm. uh, And And that was the last day you had fever. And that was the last day I had fever. After they got me and all that and Mm -hmm. I improved. Yeah, every and day. It was the oxygen was a little slower. You know, I wanted it to be like ninety nine immediately. I still don't know if I'm. I mean, I haven't had a ninety nine yet. <laughs> and you got, now, so when I say that, I I am fully, absolutely, fully recovered. I did yeah. like an hour of jujitsu well, fighting yeah. the other day. I, do, I, we do still want to go check your lungs. Let's see what my. Let's see what yeah, they I look need, like. I need one more chest X ray. He's taking his pulse ox right now. Waiting, waiting. 97. Hey, 97. So, I mean, it's been a 97. And that's starting. It'll probably climb. If you keep especially it if I, Especially if I oxygenate myself. I'm like, <laughs> That's what I got in trouble for when it was really low. I was like, well, I don't want it to be low, so let me breathe not normal. Right. Basically hyperventilate. Right. And get all this oxygen in my blood. And they're like, yeah, don't do that. You're like, I want to Unless that's how you breathe. Uh, don't do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, from that moment... Uh, everything really started to yeah, improve. And yeah. again, sovereignty of God, or it was, you had mild double pneumonia COVID. I don't know, however you want to say. Right. It wasn't the things that you took. It wasn't your friends advocating for you or whatever. Like, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I started doing those things to make sure my lungs were taken care of. And, mm-hmm. and none of that would have happened without friends. It mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened without knowledgeable mm-hmm. medical friends mm-hmm. who and having pharmacists advocated for me a good pharmacist that. is very yeah, helpful yeah. yeah so and that is when i began to lose it emotionally emotionally at that point <laughs> there was an emotional crash yes a big hard crash and you know what's so funny like the whole week it was it was such a departure from the way I used to would have handled anything. You mm-hmm. know, I, I used to really struggle with anxiety. And I'm talking like you, you tested positive on Saturday till that f- probably Thursday is when I started to kind of worry because that's when I started to feel sick mm-hmm. too. So then I was sick and 
And brain fog. And it's really weird because they did get sick almost a week, Mm -hmm. a solid week after. And that's being... Yeah. Without any contact with me. Well, we went and tested... The the kids started getting sick on Tuesday. Because that's why we went and got... Gideon got sick on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it was... um, It just... The dominoes didn't all fall at once. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, but I... That whole first week, so you tested positive on Saturday until Thursday. I was just cheerful. I, I mm-hmm. it was kind of a fun time. I was taking care of kids. I was and not cheerful. I I like to nurse kids when they're sick. I like to make food that will make them happy, and I was keeping the house clean and watching movies at night on the couch and. But man, when you went to the hospital, and then I think I also, there is a brain fog with COVID that you don't really realize is mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. But you're not all, you're not right in the head, you know. Yeah. So, I didn't know that at the time, but I've talked to enough Did people you now. Did you taste of sense and smell at that point? Not till the oh. next week, mm-hmm. yeah. But, I, yeah, I couldn't even, like, look at you without... Bursting into tears, yeah. which had to be fun for you. <laughs> I remember it was like, "Hey, we can sleep in the same bed again," and I just I couldn't because I was testing his oxygen and I was so afraid his fever was going to come back. So it was like at one point he had to relieve me of his care because I uh, it was just too much. I would check the oxygen. It was starting to get like a scene from Misery. <laughs> Like, I was afraid she's going to break my legs to keep me in bed. Is that Munchausen by proxy? Is that what, like, all of a sudden, like, he's just not getting better. Yeah. What is in this? It's just hibernation. Like, ah. Oh. Man, I just, I don't know why I feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. So, but even that, the Lord was very faithful uh, through his word and through the I just the remember church. I was so ready for COVID, I sat down as soon as I found out I had it. Yeah. Sat in that chair over there uh-huh. with my computer, ready to... Well, I remember when you you got your positive test, you said, what am I going to do for... Because you were like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stuck in the house now. Like, what am I going to do for 10 days? Mm-hmm. And I was like, babe, you've got... you can plan your school. Yeah, like, yeah. You can totally knock we've out We've been school. trying to figure out when are we going to launch this crazy school. Well, we had already announced like, when we were going to yeah, launch Yeah, but it. like, when are we yeah. going to nail down everything? Yeah. And Now's the... The Lord has provided. Yes, it was like perfect. And I sat in that chair for, I swear, maybe 15 minutes <laughs> before I showed the computer and I was like, I can't think a thought. Yeah. I just can't do it. No. And then there was no even picking it up after no. that. Like, I was... I was done. Yeah, and it's not like the minute you got better, your your brain faculties were quite back it it really and so then so i started getting better and then so the our other pastor had been preaching while Mm -hmm. i was out Mm -hmm. then he gets it not not from from here yeah from from oklahoma city (laughs) uh visiting his relatives down there his his parents gets it down there so he's out so right as i'm coming out of quarantine that like well, not right out of, like maybe three or four days mm-hmm. afterwards. And so I go to preach. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, it was so funny. Because 
I'm not saying I'm a long-winded preacher, but I will fill out the text yeah, and yeah. fill out the time. Uh, and like 25 minutes into it, mm-hmm. uh, into the sermon, mm-hmm. I was... Now, again, now, yeah. I did have to... <laughs> at this point, I also I'm played the piano, led the singing <laughs> from the piano... For everybody, and then and I sang. You can you can hear me (laughs) play the piano and sing online. I think it's still available. I no, I probably edited it out. But and then I then I got up and preached. So I guess there was a lot of breathing. Yeah, you started off like, uh, and I would have sang for you, but I Mm -hmm. was still home with kids. Yeah, you were still. They weren't out of quarantine. They were. They were. So anyway, you made it 25, 25 minutes and my lip got sweaty, <laughs> like out of nowhere, my lip got sweaty. And then I noticed that my forehead was sweaty. Mm-hmm. And I think I told everyone, guys, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I, uh, Levi had brought me a glass of water, yeah. but, and that was, that was all I could mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And I just yeah. collapsed. And then it was for about a week. I don't remember how long after. I just remember you and I both trying to work. Like, I'm going to oh, clean yeah, today yeah. in like one hour. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's all. Yeah. Your body and just... My, and my oxygen levels weren't low. No. I mean, they were coming back up. It was up, an but... energy, like, mm-hmm. I felt 90. I mean, I yeah. imagine that's how it Now, was. it's really funny because one of my friends who had it, so, Kelly Green, just a great, great guy, uh, at one of my abolitionist friends, pastor, uh, he had had COVID and it felt like tight, a tightness in his chest. It felt like he had a belt around his lungs. Mm. This was last year. And he, uh, he couldn't go up the stairs without getting winded. But mm-hmm. I never really felt like that. I do that level. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel that level of winded where... You know, people were like, I tried to go to the bathroom and just yeah. walk into the bathroom wore me out. And we were genuinely working. Right, right, right. Like, I was trying to deep clean. Yeah, and I just we just couldn't work. No. It was physical like, labor. I need to lay long. down now yeah. for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, d- just listening to our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. was important, I think. But Now we're out of it. I got to go back to jujitsu. Yeah. I got to test it there, which I, I didn't tell them. I had a, I had like a bruised rib, <laughs> possibly cracked rib. Another sovereignty of God. There were, there were three weeks before I got COVID mm-hmm. that when I coughed, it was absolute pain. Yeah. I would have to, she can tell you, I would wrap my arms around my midsection and hold it tight when I had to sneeze or mm. cough. Because if I didn't, oh, the stabbiest pain. Yeah. <clears throat> but if I had gotten COVID oh then, goodness. where I couldn't, I couldn't even cough. I yeah. wouldn't be able to cough. You'd still have all that stuff in your lungs. Yeah. Because when you take that, some of that nebulizer stuff, woo. Yeah. It helps Get the sputum up, <laughs> as they call it. The sputum. The sputum. <laughs> but, but anyway, so but I went back to yeah. jujitsu, and now I mean, I as just as far as we know, I mean, that's the 
stupid thing about COVID is it's like I think I'm better, but who knows? Yeah. I might. No, I'm not in the contagious. My area, heart but... might be damaged. Yeah, do for... I need to get an EKG? Is there? <laughs> they need. You know, we need you to take. You know, some aspirin because <laughs> we were encouraged to take aspirin for 30 days yeah. after we had COVID because you know blood mm, clots baby, and all that are a baby thing. Aspirin. Baby aspirin. So anyway. Yeah. So I think what. I guess I could go. I still need to get my chest x-ray and see Yeah. the, the one month post chest x-ray. Yeah. We're a little beyond that, but. Yeah. So what's your big takeaway? What What are some things that you would uh, encourage people with? My, my. Should they be afraid? Oh, yes, COVID? they should. They should be afraid. Mm-hmm. You should be afraid. Uh. But it should, the fear should be like, am I right with the Lord? Mm. Like, I need to realize that there are people who are dying from mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who have died mm-hmm. from COVID. You can be like, well, I heard a guy that, you know, it was really a this and they said it was COVID. Well, I'm sure that's the right. case sometimes, but that's right. not everything. Mm-hmm. Uh so what we're supposed to do with that is not say, well, that's not really a threat. Mm-hmm. What we're supposed to do is say, repent, mm-hmm. or you two will likewise perish. That every day is this Yeah, I mean, we need to do, uh, you know, what Jesus, what Jesus says. And uh, I should have looked this up earlier. I mean, Luke, I think it's Luke 13, mm-hmm. the, the parable of the tower and the, and the Jews slaughtered. And uh, so you need to look at that. And instead of going, whoa, I'm glad that's not me, saying... It could be, and if it had been, mm-hmm. have I repented? Mm-hmm. Because that perishing can come for me. Can I? Have I gotten my right life? And this is what I tell. This is why. This is my. You heard me say this, this is my bugaboo with Christians, it, or wherever you fall in this. You've got some people who are like, "Oh no, this is so bad. We got to figure out how to end it." Mm-hmm. And you've got other people who are saying. Oh, this isn't bad at all. It's not a thing. It's not even a thing. It's all just a hoax or whatever. And I'm like, Christians, like, what a time to be like, the first thing we need to say is repent or you're going to perish. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the lesson we're supposed to learn. Mm -hmm. And I can't say that as a nation we're repenting. No. Uh, So really, I mean, every, (laughs) when they're like, why is the, why is the Delta variant stronger? And you got all these things about, you know, our vaccine's going to cause uh-huh. greater mutation events or our unvaccinated people are going to cause great. I'm like, I don't really care. You know what's going to cause it? Not repenting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of where we are as a nation. That's what's going to cause it. You can blame it on people getting vaccinated. You can blame it on people getting not vaccinated. I'll tell you what the problem is. We're not repenting. Mm-hmm. There's been no moral sort of, comeuppance for America. No moment of introspection. We had COVID and Mm 9-11, 20 years post 9-11, going through a COVID pandemic, and there was no recognition of the moral failures of our nation. In fact, we keep praising our moral failures. Mm So, I mean, I tell people... Just, I'm like, be the, thankful yeah. it hasn't been worse. Yeah, because it could be worse. It should be worse. And it probably will be. Uh, and, and for the Lord's glory, that worse might destroy America, but it will definitely advance his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, that's what I would take away. That's mm-hmm. my big takeaway. Yeah. How about you? Um, I've I, got another takeaway if you don't my, have I have a takeaway that the body of Christ is a beautiful thing. And... Mm. 
it was very humbling to be in this situation because I've gotten to a point in my life where I enjoy making food, taking food, you know, serving. Like I like, I like to serve the Lord. I like to. You've gotten in a place where you like to serve. The Lord. <laughs> okay. Yes. Wow. Super Christian. Watch out. <laughs> I've got in a place where I don't hate Jesus. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you are so my friends if I'm you do what I command is, you. What I'm saying is I've gotten to where I really like to work, like physically. Mm-hmm. And this was like all of a sudden all eyes were on us. People were scared. They were sympathetic. They were worried about us. They... Wanted to show their love and care. And I have never in my life, I mean, we've had six children where our church, our church just keeps us fed for a month after we have a baby, but I've never in my life been the recipient of this much food that I couldn't eat. (laughs) So church people who are listening to this, you want to redo? Realize (laughs) I didn't get to eat any of it. And some of you made meals that were specifically my favorite. Yeah. And they I didn't were get great. to eat it. They all tasted amazing. I tried. Um, I tried, I think, a bite of something one it was time. So I was so like, I'm so depressed. touching, though. Like, mm. it was uncomfortably touching. Because you don't want... I, I just don't want to be the center of attention, you know? Yeah. In that yeah. way. It's hard. <laughs> in that way. Yeah, right? I, I do like being the center of attention. Yeah, yeah. in that way, you know? <laughs> you don't want to be the sick person. Yeah. And the person that people are afraid might die. Like, yeah. it's... It was like a new experience, and um, but it was the Lord was just He just used it to bless me and teach me, and it's another way of being in the body is to be to receive those things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then like, of course, my mom and I mean, we had friends drive from Owasso to bring mm-hmm. us soup. We had people checking that on was, us. That was good soup. And uh, that was <laughs> Josh and Mary Askell's soup. Yeah, which a lady in their church is that where they got the recipe? She had told yes. Well, she, that's, I think the lady. That's some different level. The lady soup may there. have even made it for Mary to that's, bring to us. That's different level yeah. soup. That, I don't know what that was. Well, that Mary was like, credited that to their recovery, so mm. that's why she brought us some. That was one of the first things I could eat. Yeah. Hmm. I still remember that soup. <laughs> I was in a real soup mood. Oh well, yeah. So I remember I was like I was like, I want broth. And like that was the first and thing that I had wanted. What else? What got you through? I don't know. Popsicles. Oh, I have a new love for popsicles. <laughs> okay. Yes. I haven't had popsicles in years. Mm-hmm. Popsicles, which was a suggestion from Jerry Webster. Yeah, Trish. Yeah, Trish. Had Jerry been, was not functioning. He was not. He no. was also not contributing. Trish was feeding him popsicles. But it was so good. And there's these really good popsicles at Dollar General that are no sugar added. Mm-hmm. And they're just real fruit, no sugar added, which is, it don't get... Don't get thrown off by the real fruit. Sometimes it's real fruit, and they add a bunch of sugar. Uh, but there's a, there's some because it's not you don't want to eat a lot of sugar when you have COVID, right? You just don't want to eat a lot of sugar. Period. Oh, when you're <laughs> sick. When you're sick, you don't want a lot what? of sugar. Yeah, but also you just don't want sugar. Sugar is like a ninja Chinese star in your bloodstream. You don't want any of it. Uh, if it's got sugar added, stay away from it. Natural sugar, you'll be all right. Sugar added, stay away from it. But anyway, 
Yeah, these popsicles. That's like all I was he eating. ate. <laughs> Man, they were so good. Yeah. yeah. So and I funny. still have got like two boxes of popsicles yeah. in there. I saw a popsicle tonight when I was getting ice to make your smoothie. Yeah. And I went, Ooh, I want that popsicle. I want that popsicle. So orange one. Yeah. So yeah. back to the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just a sweet time. Mm. I'll never, ever forget it. And then I'll just tell this real quickly. At one night, um, you were still very sick and the baby. So we all had it, like eight people here were COVID positive at the same time. And we had used the last of the infant Tylenol and it was getting to be close to bedtime. And I thought I need to get more of that before everything closes, but I couldn't leave. And so I got on Facebook and said, is anyone in town that could bring me some infant Tylenol before the stores close? And, um, oh, I sent out a message and none of our friends were in town that night. It was so weird. So I messaged on Facebook Messenger. I Facebook messaged um, our grocery store down the street. It's this little grocery store that's Begs been here store. my whole life. The greatest And people. I was like, I hate to do this, but is there any way someone there could bring me some Tylenol? And I didn't know if they'd see the message. Um, well, pretty soon I saw that they had checked it. And they come back and they show me a picture of all that they have and asked what I wanted, and I I picked the ones I wanted, and they asked if I needed anything else. And I said, well, we could use some more bottled water because something was up with our water that week. I don't even remember. You're asking the wrong person. Um, And they said, we'll we'll bring it up. We'll put it on your whatever, your Mm -hmm. bill, um, and someone will drop it off. And so pretty soon I see a car pull up, and one of the ladies that owns the store comes up with this huge box of stuff and the minute I saw it I'm gonna cry again I saw it and I just burst into tears this was the first time I cried mm. the whole week um because she had they had filled it up with um all of your favorite frozen fruit that you use for smoothies because mm-hmm. you go down there like every day every day um, so there's a, I saw the bag of frozen strawberries and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> and, um, she, they had put snacks for our kids, popsicles, fruit, um, just all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just said, we just want y'all to know we're thinking about you. And anyway, stuff like that. It was, you came into the room and you said, well, I just made a total idiot of myself. <laughs> I can stop. Is that I just bawled like a weirdo? <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! So, but it was super sweet. And, and I told you talked her, about the dehumanization, but mm-hmm. that's the the humanization. Mm-hmm. Like when you experience that kind of love from mm-hmm. your friends and family and your community, mm-hmm. even that is what people need to focus on we've gotten so lost in the social media realm and reading headlines that scare us and it makes you feel like everything is just very cold Mm -hmm. but in your real actual life it's there are stories like this all around us of of our people taking care Mm -hmm. of us and being kind and if you have a people if you have a people get a people yeah That's good stuff, Lester. <laughs> That's your takeaway. My takeaway is 
is uh is have an advocate mm-hmm. like that's yeah. have someone that you trust medically mm-hmm. that you know that because don't rely i tell you because i mean i'm not saying it would have been different mm-hmm. if but i had it couldn't have been not i mean i had zero information coming from the hospital mm-hmm other than don't let your oxygen get below 88. Yeah. No way to say, like, what to do to make sure it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Nothing about vitamins. Nothing about mm-hmm. get out, walk around. Lay on your stomach. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. How to sleep. How to... Right. None of that. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and when my people who are in the medical field heard that, mm-hmm. they were like, excuse me, what? Mm-hmm. And so, luckily, they were able to... Yeah. Advocate for me. So don't, just don't assume. Yeah. And as, as the advocate. And realize that you are, you are in control of you. Right. Like the hospital doesn't get to tell you what to do. It, or your spouse. Like if you have a spouse mm-hmm. that goes, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to be bold mm-hmm. and make the decisions for your family. Yeah. 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 Tell them like this, the, the hospital is a private business. Mm-hmm. That is going, you are going to pay to mm-hmm. take care of you. Right. They are not a Romans 13 government entity over you. Mm-hmm. That, like, it is still your body. You you are, it'd be like if you went to a movie theater and it was a movie you didn't like, and you're like, well, I can't leave. Right. You know, the movie theater said I have to be here until mm-hmm. they tell me I can leave, or that ha- they, the movie theater said I have to buy the popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know right. what you're there for, and, um, and, and, just just have someone there who can advocate for you at or away mm-hmm. from the hospital. But anyway, having having that backup of don't expect the, the medical providers to give you all the answers mm-hmm. um, or any answers, I guess, in my case. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. And one more thing um, that I have, I just, I kind of talked about it, but I experienced it and then so many people that I've talked to have too. UFOs? No. Oh, rats. I don't think so. No. There, there is a potential to anxiety in this, and I don't know if it's oh, yeah. connected to... This, uh, okay, so I, I, think, I think anxiety. I don't deal with anxiety because I'm a Christian. Stop. Uh, so, no, like, so I'm just not an anxious person, but I do, uh, as a pastor, I do see a lot of mm-hmm. people that deal with anxiety, especially mm-hmm. on the feminine spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but this, I have seen this mm-hmm. consistently, what she's about to talk about. Yeah, I don't know how it's connected, if it has something to do with the, the brain. The fog. Because there is the... a deep fog, and... I at least personally it's like I lost touch with whatever grounds me. I don't even know how to explain it. But it was just a really intense couple days of anxiety that I haven't experienced in a long time if ever at this level. And then people we know that are not like that mm-hmm. ever even men um who are very composed just pacing anxious so um I just think it's important to know going into it that you're not you know in those moments it's always easy to think I'm having a crisis of faith and then you start feeling bad like guilty like I don't trust God and 
Mm. I think the thing to remember is I'm going through a storm right now and he's not going to let go of me. I have to anchor myself in the truth, even if it doesn't feel like, you know, even if the, the ground doesn't feel solid beneath my feet, keep reading the word, keep praying. And I mean, I had to, it was a few days of pretty intense prayer and, and Bible and, and it still wasn't easy. It's not like it just zipped away. It was just like a, it was a hard trial, mm-hmm. um, but he was faithful to bring me through it. So, um, I just wanted to, yeah, no, that's out. a good, that's good. Cause I, I saw that mm-hmm. I saw this in a lot of people and where you talk to them about what you'd, and they're like, Oh, that's exactly what's mm-hmm. going on with me right mm-hmm. now. And, mm-hmm. and that was able, able to encourage them. So yeah. anyway, anything else you want to talk so, about? No, I just want to quickly, um, the things we would really encourage people to have in their house. Oh, okay. Right now. Uh, nebulizer. Get a nebulizer. Uh, get a nebulizer. I think even if I would, I would try. It's good and to get, have for your church body. Mm-hmm. Like you need to yes, have one. Yes, get something that if someone needs to take breathing treatments or do something like that, they can. Uh, I would get hypertonic solution, saline solution if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you just order that off of Amazon. We got a box at Amazon. It's what seven percent. Yeah, seven percent. So it's all these little. It's or, a box of however many tubes. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to look it up right now? No, no. It's okay. Fine. I mean, it's you can. Get you can it on message. Amazon. It's us. not like you're going to get the wrong percentage. Just yeah. the higher the percentage, the more salt yeah. water content. And so there what is. that did, more than anything, it helped you to cough up sputum. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. So I did. I did that too. Just a couple times. Man, you take a puff on that. It's basically mm-hmm. like inhaling uh, vaporized salt water. Mm-hmm. And that salt gets in there and just causes you to cough, and mm-hmm. cough, and just clears your lungs. And on, I really liked that. I like the albuterol. Too, you could the see al- it working. The albuterol <laughs> like, like helps your lungs or whatever. It made me a little hyper, mm-hmm. uh, you, or it it made my heart rate go. It up. made you shaky too. Yeah, that scared me when you came out to the porch. He was recovering and he's really weak. And yeah, he's still not all mentally there. So, so I would, I would get a nebulizer. Um, I would get, you know, albuterol, mm-hmm. hypertonic solution. Uh, I would get a spirometer, mm-hmm. which is basically just a thing that helps you to breathe. Forces like lung exercise. They use this, I think, for like lung. Like smoking patients, like people with COPD and stuff mm-hmm. like that, or emphysema, mm-hmm. it it like makes your lungs work and be strong. So mm-hmm. you can just you can just Google that. There's several options. Mine looks like a crack pipe. Yeah, it's um, in your bedside It's in my table. bedside table. You still open it up, and it's like <laughs> so. It, it makes you you breathe uh-huh. out like really long and hard, and then you yeah. breathe in really. And it and there's some resistance to it, so it's it's. So I would get one of those that yeah. was always suggested, and, mm-hmm. and I did use that several times to mm-hmm. work on lung exercises to keep my lungs fit. Uh, I would get vitamins, mm-hmm. especially C, uh, D3. And when I say D3, I mean like hefty amounts of like f- 4,000 units. Mm-hmm. Like that level of D3 tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, uh, zinc, mm-hmm. 
Um, I think I think quercetin is just a good uh, just immune system helper. NAC is in acetylcysteine or whatever. NAC, you just mm-hmm. type that in. Uh, that's good for preventing uh, a uh, cytokine storm, which is an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, D3 also really helps with that too. That's why D3 is real important. Get a lot of sun, good sun, uh, but D3 is a good vitamin to take. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. I would get ivermectin just because it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you to have it if you took it like once a week, even as a prophylactic. And to have it there because you're not going to make yourself sick just by just by taking. you. What, what you basically do is you take a cc for every 100 pounds that you weigh. Um, I personally would get that because, um, mm-hmm. again, it's not going to do you any harm. It's not going to do you any more harm than if you overdosed on zinc. I actually talked to a, to a pharmacist that said, uh, it, I mean, I would be war, more worried about someone overdosing on zinc than I would them I overdosing on ivermectin. And I was like, seriously? And like, yeah, zinc, you don't want to take too much zinc. I uh, didn't take as much zinc. And I didn't take as many vitamins as you said I should. Yeah. I would take so, like just a little bit. Which is funny because you have no knowledge of vitamins. I know, as if you would. Like, I, I feel like this is the this right amount. can't be right. So... Uh, I mean, I would, I would do that. And then you melatonin, melatonin for sleep to help you sleep Mm -hmm. and get your body to rest. Right. Yep. You need some good rest. Yeah. Uh, ice chest, pulse ox, pulse oximeter for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See what else? Um, a good thermometer. Good thermometer. You want one that you can trust. Yeah. Not one where you're like, this one may or may not work. Invest in a good one. And a good Bible. What's the exergen <laughs> thermometer is what we use? It's just a common yeah, yeah. exergen thermometer. Oh, I know. Oh, and I already forgot it again. It just hit me and then it went away. Thermometer? Hmm. Exergen. No. I got an, I also ordered a kid pulse oximeter, oximeter. oximeter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for our kids because their little fingers were too small yeah. to properly read it. Oh, man. There's one more thing. If you've got a way that you can get Zofran, I would just keep Zofran on hand. Yes. Just anyway. That's that's one of the prescription drugs. And that's not something you hear a lot about, the nausea, but it was very much a thing yeah. for all of us. We, we uh, uh, I, I, did I feel nauseated? I feel nauseated one day, didn't I? Yeah, you had dry heaving. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Dry heaves are the worst. Oh, man. Oh, dry heaving. Just like no satisfaction. No. You get that throw up satisfaction. There's none of that. Yeah. Just loud yelling into the porcelain oh, toilet. Man. Uh, so, yeah, so friends good. Uh, oh, I know. Um, no cough suppressant. Yes. But you, was it, what was it that you took? It was uh, Sudafed. Was yeah. Was it Sudafed? Maybe. Or Mucinex. Mucinex was in my head. Mucinex. I thought it was Sudafed. But Sudafed also sounds right. Just you don't want the one with cough suppressant. Yeah. Don't That's get. That's the main thing. Someone started getting, they were like, should I get the one with cough suppressant? And I was like, no, you don't want that. You yeah. want to get it up. And I brought that up because I've heard several people say, Oh, I, I have this cough. I need to get yeah, rid of it. No, and I'm no, like, no, coughing That's your is natural. Good. What we want with medicine, if we take any, is to enhance the body's natural 
reactions and immunities and and processes and coughing helps to get that stuff up. You mm-hmm. just suppress it on something like this you're and you're going to end up with double the mode. Yeah. You get double the mode. Yeah. People going, God, <laughs> your you lungs are that? horrible. <laughs> Can I show my class? So yeah. anyway, I think those are the main, the main things. Um, and then please don't forget the sovereignty of God in your story. And, and right. Yes. Did and, we, did, could he have, brought this upon us at a better Mm -hmm. time like the lord the lord is the one Mm -hmm. who made me get sick on a certain day Mm -hmm. so that i would get literally not literally but everyone at our bible study sick oh man and then yeah and then the next day preach so that i would be absolutely wiped Mm -hmm. immune system on like mm-hmm. just shut down my body shut down from the mm-hmm. heat exhaustion gates wide open mm-hmm. covid come and party mm-hmm. like the lord is in charge of all of that all of it mm-hmm. and we've just seen coming out of it like the people he has brought behind us that have walked through the same exact experience that we've been able to like it's just been so obvious that that he was very um as involved in the details of this as he has been every step of our of mm. our life like it's not yeah. like this is it's different not like this is now the lord's either stepped away or now the lord's really like this has just been what he does for his yeah. children yeah and then um what a blessing to have gone through that hard providence and to then have the opportunity to just burst out of it and get to work. Yeah, and that's which what, is what. What we're what we're wanting to show you with this is, I mean, this is us trying to take a moment like this, a time like this, and figure out how can we use what we went through for His glory. How mm-hmm. can we how can we advance the kingdom in this? Mm-hmm. How can we be an outpost for the kingdom? Yeah, even when we're quarantined right Right. but you can be yeah because it's not what we wanted Hmm. we had plans we had plans we had plans we were going to go to grace agenda we had oh yeah that's we had this exciting trip all planned out we had a place to stay and i had new clothes people we like i know it was gonna be so fun (laughs) but um i i don't know i've just seen the lord turn a profit on it in our life i think we picked up like beyond it now that it's over I think you're on fire it's like you came out of it like you know on Mario Kart where you hit your turbo things I don't play video games <laughs> whatever and like then it's like mm-hmm. and you're going super duper fast since you like were able to walk again and function walk again <laughs> what a heartwarming tale this is do you remember when you were able to walk again? You couldn't walk. Like, it would. I do remember, like, I kept you trying to shuffling. do You were shuffling. I kept trying to do a push-up. It hurt my hands so bad. I, went, I almost just fell on my face. <laughs> like, I feel like falling on my face that would hurt less. We, ha- we did have a couple or a few friends end up on their face, passed out from yeah, COVID. Yeah. Anyhow, you just been, like... It was like a good interruption to our life. Which, by the way, that's a passing out from COVID is a thing. It's, yes. So is a thing that we've had several people. I would say so if you're like seventy five percent, if you've got, if you've got, 
<laughs> if you get COVID and you're like, oh my, my husband has COVID and he's just, he just passed out or he yeah. seems like he's about to pass out. We'd be like, ah, that happens. I know four people. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Four, maybe out of seven. Yeah. That passed out. Anyway. So, Yeah. Mm. Chris, we'll have to come back and, and tell you all that Chris has accomplished since he went to double COVID pneumonia and back. Oh, it's been interesting, but folks. He, man, we have jumped in it, haven't we? Yeah, the Lord's like, I'm going to I'm gonna give you double pneumonia. And so you'll go, well, I better get to work. Yeah, like life is short. Yep. We better, we got a lot to do. So we'll tell you about the school and all that. But this is our... I think we'll now tell you the name of the we'll school. have to add our COVID badge to our Kingdom Outpost. Yeah. We need a COVID badge. Yep. So. All about them badges. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to hear our story. And again, we are not medical providers. No. Do not take any medical advice from us. Uh, no. That's Always talk to your doctor. This is all that legal disclaimer as if the tens of people that listen to us need the legal right. disclaimer they've all had covid we're, anyway. yeah we're just telling you what happened to us what we're able to do oh, to help man. others and just to help you think uh like how can i use even this mm. to advance his his kingdom you said oh man is there something you needed to throw oh in? i didn't we didn't even get to talk about uh vaccine mandates oh golly next that'd be a whole episode next uh, time yeah We'll talk about how to really do Romans 13. All right, everybody, enjoy your evenings, your days, whenever it is that you're listening to us. This is Kingdom Outpost 611 signing off. See you later. Good night.